This paid program may not represent the views of Hubbard Broadcasting Incorporated or Federal News Radio. Statements and opinions of this broadcast are solely those of individual contributors or advertisers as indicated. Federal News Radio does not take responsibility for those statements or opinions and accepts no responsibility or liability for any inaccuracy, errors, or omissions reported during this program. Welcome to the Business of Government Hour, a conversation about management with a government executive who is changing the way government does business. The Business of Government Hour is produced by the IBM Center for the Business of Government, which was created in 1998 to encourage discussion and research into new approaches to improving government effectiveness. You can find out more about the center by visiting us on the web at businessofgovernment.org. And now, the Business of Government Hour. Welcome to the Business of Government Hour. I'm Michael Keegan, your host and leadership fellow at the IBM Center for the Business of Government. What is the mission of the U.S. General Services Administration's Office of Government-Wide Policy? How is GSA pursuing government-wide sustainable practices? And what is GSA doing to enhance government-wide performance? I'll explore these questions and so much more with our very special guest, Crystal Brumfield, Associate Administrator of the Office of Government-Wide Policy, at GSA. Well, Crystal, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, speak with you today. So, you know, just to learn a little bit more about your uh, organization, would you describe for us the mission and continued evolution of the U.S. General Services Administration's Office of Government-Wide Policy? The Office of Government-Wide Policy's mission is to help our agency partners prepare for the future mission delivery by leveraging smart policy, analytical data, and dynamic program implementation across government. That's wonderful. With such a critical mission, I, I want to understand your operational footprint. How is your office organized? Can you give us a sense of your budget or number of folks that work with you and the scale of operation? Our areas of expertise uh, span quite broadly, uh, Michael. We include acquisition policy, federal property, travel, executive councils, technology, shared services, behavior science, data analytics, regulatory management, and building performance. Uh, It's about a $64 million budget, and it includes over 200 full-time employees. That's wonderful. So, you know, given your portfolio, Crystal, I'm trying to get a sense of the specific responsibilities for the Associate Administrator of Government-Wide Policy. What are your duties and what's under your purview? And more more importantly, how does your office support the overall mission of GSA? Sure. So thanks. So the, the, the agency itself is really taking a whole of agency approach to supporting the administrator's key priorities. And my office has the responsibility of, of of developing that into key policy and regulations. Uh, And so that includes managing the COVID-19 recovery, as well as building a bridge between uh, the economic uh, recovery uh, and tackling climate crisis. We're also uh, responsible for advancing racial equity throughout our policies and regulations. You know, I was wondering regarding your those duties and responsibilities, those key areas that you're focusing on. Uh, what would you say, Crystal, uh, since you've been in on the in the leadership role? What are some of your top challenges that you've faced or that you're facing, and how have you sought to address those challenges? 
So I'd say one of my top challenges is really operating in a virtual environment. As you can imagine, it could be very difficult meeting your team uh, for the first time remotely and having to work with them remotely and work on also not just meeting them, but building a culture of inclusiveness and teamwork and just building that team camaraderie uh, has been an initial challenge. In in addition to that, uh, we're operating uh, at a fast pace and we want to continue to push and push our teams uh, but we also have to balance that work-life balance. Uh, and so that too has been a challenge. And then finally, really just trying to move at a fast pace and also be much in the in the movement. It, it's uh, and having ambitious uh, goals and priorities oftentimes can be difficult, uh, whether it's a virtual environment or not. And so having that as a goal and priority can be difficult in and of itself, uh, but having the right team around and working together as a team has been the key to our success so far. That's wonderful. Yeah. I was wondering, uh, since you've taken over this particular office within GSA, yeah, what has surprised you most? <laughs> so the thing that surprised me most is really how, how broad the subject matter is. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, we include acquisition policy, travel, real property, councils, uh, buildings, uh, data, shared services. And uh, that can be quite intimidating kind of coming in. But the good part is, is that I have an incredible team of experts. Uh, In fact, I think they're they're probably the best uh, in the federal government who are there to really tackle those, those issues and to help us make progress. That's wonderful. So, you know, Crystal, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your career path and how you got to your current leadership role. Sure. So I started my career as a tax attorney uh, working for the Louisiana Department of Revenue. I moved to uh, to D.C. in 2009 to work as tax counsel for Senator Mary Landrieu, who was then the chair of the Senate Small Business Committee. I eventually inherited the procurement portfolio. And so my uh, my responsibility and role expanded on the committee from not just tax to also procurement counsel. And that's really when I was introduced to GSA and I learned more, began to learn more about the agency. Then after uh, over five years at the Senate, I really wanted to uh, expand my policy experience and and put it into practice. And that's when I left the Hill to become the vice president and chief operating officer of the D.C. Chamber of Commerce, which is where I ran the day-to-day operations of the chamber. I later became the president and CEO of the Airport Minority Advisory Council and really fell in love with aviation and and the industry. So most recently, I worked as chief of staff with the Carlisle Airport Group, uh, which is a portfolio company of the uh, the Carlisle Group, uh, which is its U.S.-based investment arm for airport infrastructure projects globally. Um, and now I'm here uh, at GSA, so I, I really think that the combination of my experiences have prepared me uh, for uh, this moment in public service, uh, pulling from my policy experience on Capitol Hill, my management experience at the Chamber and at uh, AMAC, as well as my airport infrastructure uh, experience in investing in building airports of the future uh, with with Carlisle. And so now I think uh, it's all prepared me for this moment. Yeah. Uh, I just was wondering, given your background, both 
uh, your professional and, and academic background as an attorney up in the Hill, now uh, you know at GSA doing government-wide policy. I- I'm interested in understanding, in your mind, what are the characteristics of an effective leader? And perhaps you could share with us some of the leadership principles that guide your effort and how you lead. Absolutely. And so I, I think the key is really to lead by example. And, and that's for any leader. I truly believe in treating people uh, in, in the way that I want to be treated. Uh, and so I use that as an example of, of my leadership and, and really lead by using or leading with respect and, and authenticity as well as transparency. Uh, and so I encourage my team to um, really have a, a embracing culture of, 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 of everyone and value everyone's input. And I really consider myself as, as a visionary. So I encourage, in fact, I insist my team to be uh, critical thinkers and, and disruptive thinkers and, and really think outside of the norm. Uh, and then when and if we fail, then we, we fail fast, but we get back up and we try again so that we can continue towards the, the path of excellence. What are the strategic priorities for GSA's Office of Government-Wide Policy? We'll explore this question and so much more when our conversation continues on the Business of Government Hour. To support government financial performance and accountability, financial systems must meet certain standards, and relying on outdated financial systems inhibits progress. ERP vendors are encouraging clients to move to the cloud and consider new technologies such as robotic process automation, blockchain, and AI to enhance financial productivity. Download the IBM Center Report Financial Management for the Future at businessofgovernment.org to learn why and how government can evolve to meet the demands of a digital world. The Ebola crisis in West Africa from 2014 to 2016 was an epidemic that put emphasis on global capacity to respond to international disasters. How can government better assess the needs of those affected and help them? The IBM Center Report Responding to Global Health Crisis by Professor Jennifer Widner breaks down the U.S. response to the Ebola crisis and provides insights on lessons learned that may aid the government responses in the future. Download your free copy, Responding to Global Health Crisis, at businessofgovernment.org. Welcome back to the Business.